The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water, water life science, and your life to live with the water on this planet. The lack of education has been severely, has been serious about how important it is for you to understand that the moment you were born, you left the pocket of water to enter into living in the water vapor of that invisible water in the air that you live with. That moment in your delivery, at that moment, you begin to have an evaporation of body water because the water in the pocket that you had in your mother was slowing that water loss down by surrounding you with water all that time. The moment you entered into the air, you began an evaporation of water loss all the way to our passing away death cycle. From that moment on, that evaporation began, and then symptoms of your complaints are because of of over-evaporation of body water to dehydration. The word dehydration means it's serious. Dehydration means you've over-evaporated your body water loss to a serious symptom of life or death. Always remember that. When you're listening to the show, we're talking research together with these wonderful guests from all over the world whether they be in Holland or London or Switzerland or Kenya, wherever we are talking to them, the United States of America, it's we're talking, studying, and research development of what causes the body water loss and people's lack of education. The doctor in medical school hasn't been really studying it enough. That's us. Biologic Aqua Research sponsors this show because I'm the founder And we decided many years ago, almost 10, that we needed a radio talk show to bring guests on from all walks of life and the professional skills to teach us what is happening with lack of education about water. I'm sure you've heard about Flint, Michigan, the politicians who didn't take it serious. But guess what? It's lack of education. They, didn't, they were relying upon people to give them the proper information, and they weren't given the right information. Now we're going to have generations of young people in Flint, Michigan, with symptoms that are going to be unknown because of the problems of the seriousness of the contamination of the water and the description of the analysis 
that's turning out to be life-threatening to them. But I will share with you, that's going on all over the world, exactly what happened in Flint, Michigan. You just haven't heard of the severity yet. And they won't tell you until you ask in time. They don't have the proper information. Your education with this show and this mission and what we're doing with biologic aqua research, water life science, is crusading a mission like a pilgrimage. Let's get the word out that without the water, there would be no planet and we would become Mars. Always remember, evaporation of body water is invincible to you. There's no real test for it yet. But remember, there are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. You're different. You even have a little different appearance. Evaporation of life. It's your life. It belongs to you. It's your gift. Embrace it. But Earth always whispers, take care of yourself and leave something of yourself behind for all the generations of the children to come to know that you cared about your health, and that becomes a pilgrimage. We've got a special guest today, Marilyn Smith Stoner. She's an RN and a PhD, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking healthcare and aging and water. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. Now, you need to know, I have an article in front of me today. It was written out of London about your eyes compared to a pancake. Now, this was sent to me this morning, and I want you to listen to this, because my research with scientists all over the world, ophthalmologists, has been many years ago, we were able to prove with discovery a proven fact that the surface of your eye is 99% water. It's not a chemical. It's not saline. It's water. The evaporation of that eye has causes the vision complaints, allergies, reactions to the air, to vision impairment, to severe dehydration, to blindness. The pancake, when you have the water, the fluid in the pancake, it'll, you can fix a much better pancake and it'll be firm like you need to have the tear film of the surface of the eye, must it be in place. It cannot over-evaporate or you will have vision impairment. No different than the pancakes fluid. And I will give you this article. Type in how perfect pancakes are helping prevent blindness. Actually, they stole... I have patents in England... I own patents in every country all over the world about the evaporation of eye water loss. So I think they've seen it, but they're understanding, and you need to understand that Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only supplement to supplement your eyes to slow that vision impairment, that evaporation down. Everything has to have a supplement. You brush your teeth, you eat food, you wear clothing, you drive a car to supplement. Everything in your life is a supplement in modern times and thousands of years to come. Nature's Tears is the first product of its kind ever to be able to supplement the surface of the eyes with a tissue culture-grade water, with just a mist. And if you're wearing cosmetics, it doesn't run the cosmetics. Actually, it softens crow's feet even. 
We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and we'll be back with Marilyn Stoner. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Stoner, are you with us? I'm here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Uh, I want our audience to know that uh, Dr. Stoner uh, is an RN and a PhD. And today this segment is going to be about healthcare and aging, but it sounds like you're very much into the uh, wanting to discuss the water, uh, ed- education about water and aging also. But before we begin, Doctor, tell us a little bit about you mm-hmm. and where, uh, how you got where you're at today. Well, uh, first of all, uh, thank you again for having me on your show. It's uh, really exciting to be here. I'm a native Californian, uh, so water is a very important topic to us since California is in a severe drought. Uh, I am a nurse, been a nurse since 1978. My interest is in palliative care, uh, so body balances and maintaining body balances through uh, the end of life is very central to our practice in palliative care. And I had uh, done research in all types of areas of end-of-life preferences for different groups and also very involved in social media and technology, which is an absolutely essential part of getting the word out about any kind of research or new developments. Right, right. That social media is amazing. Um, uh, I, in fact, I have a team over here, but sometimes I know we're not doing enough. Uh, it's education, it's like we're launching uh, with a pharmaceutical group, Nature Series I missed in China. And the pharmaceutical group's priority is education, education, education. And we said, too, we don't sell anything, doctor. We educate. Now, yes. the aging uh, uh, and the problems, what are you finding in what you're doing with the research and, and care of aging? What is the primary problems you run into with uh, trying to get them educated? I think a a key issue is, and you and I earlier were talking about caregivers, but 
whether you're aging, I'm 60 years old myself, uh, or you're caregiving for someone who's older, is really helping that individual take a wellness approach to their aging, no matter what condition their body's in. And uh, dehydration is such a pathological uh, process, especially as we get older and the body processes are changing uh, as we approach the end of life. Uh, I'm a very avid cyclist. Uh, I'm in a cycling club. Dehydration is something um, that is uh, on our minds every moment of the day when we're out riding. Our eyes, as you mentioned, eyes are particularly vulnerable, not only when you're aging, but also when you're active. And as all of us get older, we should be as active as we can possibly be. And if you're a caregiver, chances are your health is not as good as sometimes the person you're caring for because caregivers find that they have no time whatsoever to take care of themselves. So any little thing they can do to promote their own health is really important. You're right. In fact, I surprised I was a guest speaker at a caregiver's conference. And I, they wanted me to take an hour and a half. And I, I never use any notes. I know my subject well. So mm-hmm. I don't need notes. So I began to tell them about what I was there for. But I said, you may think I'm here for your patient, but I'm really here to teach you the education you must have about taking care of yourself as a caregiver so that you can teach and educate the patient that you will be healthy and you're going to be educating your patient every day about how they need to take care of themselves also, take a responsibility of knowing how they will be taking a position of how to take care of themselves. But the caregiver, if the caregiver isn't healthy, the caregiver will not be doing a good job, doctor. Um, It's impossible. I've said that to doctors forever. I've said that to nurses, that education at the bedside is very vital. And the offices, at the bedside, in the hospital, wherever, the bedside care patient, the bedside care is the education that comes with how does the person take a responsibility to assist the caregiver, assist the nurse, assist the doctor, and or the family, the family that's there with the, per, the individual that's being needed care and uh, response to care- caregiving. They, the family has to take a responsibility to watching to make sure that the patient is also asking or assisting of what is necessary. Because and the RN... Had, go ahead, go ahead. Um, just, I was going to say, I had sort of a funny but a life-changing experience when I was a new nurse. I was working in um, a cardiology office and a patient and uh, a husband and wife came in and uh, one of the uh, one of them was to have an exercise stress test, which is a pretty simple office procedure. And they came in. I greeted them. The husband looked like a million dollars. The wife, her blouse was buttoned wrong. She clearly hadn't combed her hair. She looked exhausted. So I just put her on the treadmill. I thought, this poor woman is not feeling well at all. 
And when the doctor came in, he said, why did you put the patient's wife on the treadmill? And I said, because she clearly needs this treadmill test, but it was her husband that she had given all of her attention to. I, I really thought I should call 911 for her. that to uh, uh, YouTube. <laughs> yes. I mean, and I was reborn as a nurse in that moment mm-hmm. and right. said, we have two patients in front of us. One right. of them is a formal patient, but the second patient, as you're just saying, the caregivers need permission to oh, even my. do the simplest self-care process like take right. a nap, like drink a glass of water. You know, people may think that you talk about water. Well, well I'm in Maui. As I mentioned, water's all around us. I'm in California. Water's a drought where I live. But water... Is it? It's the largest part of the body, and if it's too high or too low, there's a problem, and we don't feel good. And just um, if anyone listening to this show is a caregiver, and they want to take away from this show, from you and my encouraging them to take care of themselves, drink water would be the one message they could take away from this show to really enhance their own health. And many well, you more noticed, things, of course. Right. Have you noticed in all of your medical school training and working in the medical field, I'm 74, by the way, and I've been uh-huh. involved in the medical side of my life since I was founder of a hospital auxiliary in my 20s, late 20s in, in Southern Oregon. And they, the hospital wasn't sure if they really wanted to have the layman in the hospital that way, but I convinced them that it would be helpful to them and as it turned out, I was right because the care uh, we the hospital auxiliary becomes an addition to assist the family and the patient and the doctors and the staff to educating and, and assisting uh, what is necessary and noticing some things that maybe they hadn't noticed. But and, so, and then I had other things. things. Tell, uh, people will tell things to the volunteer who comes in their room that they won't tell their doctor. Exactly. Or their doctor and then I was elected long to the, I was elected yeah. to the state board when my late twenties in Oregon for health education, and what an honor in the medical field. Because, uh, but again, you know, it's so interesting. Here I am, seventy-four. In the past, many over two decades, I'm founder of a research center, and this, I look at it. The education hasn't really come that far. Um, what's what's like in China? What we're saying is we don't want to sell nothing. We want to make sure the person who's using whatever they're using or whatever application to their daily life of, let's say, water life science to make an improvement of their life should be education, not a sales gimmick, not a sales pitch. And because people, if they take, if they're educated, they'll, like when you've heard me when I started the show, Doctor, did I make common sense? I didn't use fancy words. I didn't try to compete with the the description of of intellectually fancy uh, terms to show that I that I know about what the the, the description as if I was trained in medical school. I want it to be as plain and simple and as common sense as possible, so that when where the person will understand something they hadn't heard, and you'll talk to very highly intellectual people. And after the show today, you can turn around to some people and say, 
what do you think about the water of the body evaporating? And they'll look at you, just stone. What do you mean? Well, what do you know about the water vapor of the air that you're breathing? Do you know about that? And then you'll ask them, what does dehydration mean to you? Then you'll ask them, what do you think the symptoms of disease really are? What is the root of the problem? They don't know. They don't know. It's lack of education, trillions and trillions of dollars spent on medication and postage stamp methods and people at very high, and even in research labs, they have said, my gosh, Sharon, you're bringing thousands of years in a circle of what started out to be alternative approaches to therapeutic medical uh, applications to the medical field. They left it behind, the common sense, the root. But the platform today now, when you're in the healthcare and aging field, uh, working with them uh, on getting them to drink water, uh, how much do you think that is a, a, a focus that they're providing inside of that professional uh, skill, or do you think that they add it to it, but they don't make it a priority? Well, I think um, in, in palliative care and aging, and more and more in healthcare, although um, it's far, far, far from perfect, people are looking holistically at individuals, and. When uh, I have a conversation with uh, somebody about weighing themselves, we often think about fat and that sort of thing. But I mention, you know, if you're not feeling well, if you're thirsty, you've waited too long to drink, you're not taking care of yourself. So if you weigh yourself and you've lost, you know, 1% or 2% of your body weight in the last few days, you're dehydrated. And that's the first place you should start. Not a pill. Not, you know, not anything extravagant. Start with what's in front of you. Keep going with what's in front of you. Now, water is not necessarily a sexy kind of thing. It's not a pill. It's not a shot. It's not anything else. But it is something that every single person can attend to and make a commitment. We're a little bit after the New Year's, but it's the Chinese New Year's today. So you could make, you could yeah. make a, uh, a commitment. Yeah, a resolution about um, drinking enough water, monitoring. You don't have to weigh yourself every day, but you weigh yourself occasionally. People, most people weigh themselves anyway. If they see uh, too high of a weight gain or too uh, a weight loss that's unaccounted for, it's probably dehydration. And I made a small infographic um, for your listeners on my MarilynStoner.com website just for people who are uh, either aging themselves or caring for someone who's aging with some kind of common pitfalls that happen because there's medications that caregivers take themselves or give others that make people sweat more, they're dehydrated more, um, they may be taking a water pill that they lose more uh, fluid than they're taking in. Right. Just like you're saying, the balance right. is critical. Balance is the most underused word in the English language. And 
So these are really simple but profound things that people can do, whether Mm -hmm. you yourself are aging. We all need to pay attention to our eyes, to the inside of our mouth. You know, not a very sexy thing to talk about, but the inside of your mouth, if it's dry, Mm -hmm. there's many, many health problems Mm -hmm. that result uh, Mm -hmm. from that. Um, So I I think you're right on by uh, what you're talking about. There's no end to, to how much we could talk about it in terms of yeah, aging okay. or being a caregiver, caring for someone who's aging. But, you know, uh, when I was studying so far back in time, I started well over 30 years ago, and uh, I found myself tapping in to the, the fact that I was just startled that it was in the 1800s that they stopped this study, this serious Marilyn, uh, doctor, I'm sorry. Marilyn uh, 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 Thank you. But I found that the word patent, if it couldn't be patented, it wasn't going to make enough money or be protected to make money. So they went into more of what we call the medical age of medicine and left behind the, what they had been studying forever about the water and the dehydration of the evaporation uh, causing a severe dehydration being the root of the problem. Um, along the way, the medical field... We can't blame them. You only practice with products and inventions technology with what you've been provided. It's like I'm the founder of products, and I have patented around water. I'm the first on the planet. But the thing is, is until we did that, people weren't taking it serious, doctor. Well, was this going to be a very viable product if it didn't get a patent? Well, we, they were looking at it scientifically, and then there's others looking at it monetarily. If it, doesn't, if it can't get a patent, it wouldn't be protected to make a monetary gain. Those in science, well, if it couldn't be patented, there were scientists around the world that didn't agree with evaporation of the eyes. We found ourselves in what we do. Uh, it was like with the last year, uh, being, I was being nominated to the United Nations, finally, for water issues. Finally, I had to say, I don't think they're solving anything, doctor. We are in a water crisis on this planet. If the, now, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to step on toes, but if the politicians, the United Nations, if they, if they were seriously after the issues of our planet Earth's life, water would be the primary focus. Everything else would come second. But we are in a very serious water crisis. And you and I are saying today, with our backgrounds, you must drink up to 8 to 10 glasses of water in a 24-hour period, if not more, if you're under a lot of stress and you happen to have some symptoms that are being challenged, drink a little bit more. Don't worry about going to the bathroom. That's good. That's detoxification. The water evaporation goes through the skin as much as you flush the toilet to detoxify. What are we going to do when we say we have to say, don't drink the water you're at, you're going to buy all the water you're going to drink, and then they're talking about the plastic bottles being unhealthy for the water they're drinking. But we're, then all of a sudden people are getting paranoid about drinking water. What, what is that going to do? Well, I think that goes back to the balance that we talk about. You make the best decision you can with the best evidence you have. Now, in California, we can do uh, the exact opposite of what you're saying. People are turning on the faucet, and there's literally nothing coming out. 
So in Northern California, up until the rains we've had recently, people were having water shipped in. Some of the smaller uh, towns had literally no water. And long I read ago, about we're, that. they couldn't even yeah, do laundry. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're not allowed to water our. our Kids are going um, to school with dirty clothes. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, and we're probably going to survive if we don't, I mean, a little bit of less obsession with washing our clothes every day probably is okay, but at some point we're going to fall below what is a healthy level. And, and again, speaking about California, dry eyes are a huge problem because of the drought, and yes, it's it very irritating to your eyes. People now have to actually need to proactively do something about their eyes. My husband has quite bad eyes, and so he's um, always um, doing something for his eyes. People's skin is drying out, and people who are ill, people who have multiple problems, they don't have any cushion with which they can just add some lotion to it. They're well below where now it's going to come result. Yeah. Doctor, the lotion... doesn't add it has, water. It's it's, right. uh, it, it's only traps moisture to slow it down. So the lotion, t- to get away with calling those moistures way back in time, I studied how they could get away with that and was because if they put a tiny little enough water in there and they put their ingredients on there and water is at the top, the regulators allow them to call them moisturizing or moisturizers. Mm-hmm. But people are startled when you say, oh, no, no. I teach them, no, that's not moisture. That isn't going to slow, that's not going to slow down anything if you're already so dehydrated, evaporating. And you can look at the skin and tell everybody is doing it from birth anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and then also, back to the eye drops. The eye drops, they brought me in to study about 14 years ago that what was happening with the, the severity of dry eye out of control because eye drops, if you touch it with a drop... It's a chemical reaction, a trauma to that water, and it over-evaporates. Mm. But that's all they have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a small, re- we're a research center, and yes, when we get in China, uh, there are 700 million people diagnosed with dry eye, and there's an obvious pollution problem. Uh, people in China are very much educated about holistic alternatives. They like the natural better than the the chemicals. So, of course, the pharmaceutical group, they're going to be successful. And, uh, but back to uh, education, um, water to be educated is vital, but look what they're doing with the planet Earth itself. They're not, edu- and, you know, when, uh, and I had a show on here one time with somebody out of California, I won't mention who, in a very high position to turn off the spigot for the agricultural fields. And I was really shocked when I got through that show. You turn the spigot off from those canals that the former Governor Brown, they put all that money into so California wouldn't make a mistake and run out of water. They turn the spigot off. Well, what happens to the soil, the living soil of your state if it's not receiving water? And then that begins to die and turn to sand, which is sand. It doesn't have enough organi- organism in it to stay it's li- to keep alive the atmosphere. So it causes an over-evaporation. Soil slows that down, and soil is a living life. 
then the aquifers below there absorbing the water that comes through that soil can fill up during seasons of no rain. So the person I was talking to when I said, did you study that? And they said, what do you mean? I don't understand what you, you know. I have to tell you, this the only time I ever had somebody hang up on me. They were Mm. embarrassed. Well, they were embarrassed. They didn't study the species of of soil, like all living life, and they didn't think about the aquifers below there that the spigot was turned off if you're not getting enough rain. Now, we have had on here Orange County. Um, Mm. Now, where's Beaumont? I forget what part of California are they? um, We're just uh, 30 miles west of Palm Springs. We're the desert and the mountains. Right. So you're not, yeah, you are you in, or, you're not in Orange County. We're, uh, we are north of Orange County, about uh, 45 minutes okay, north Orange of Orange County. Okay, Orange County, as you know, doctor, is now recycling every bit of their water. You know that. Yes. And we lots of us have been screaming about that since I was in high school and did it. That is a home a homework assignment that way too much water is just wasted as runoff when many exactly. things could be done. Exactly. Because Earth did that itself. Earth, you take Earth and you take a peek at the way it came through its billions of years to be where we're at and where Earth can take us without becoming a Mars. And you and your your class and your People were right. It's the way to do it. You cannot do it, and, and technology is so exciting to be able to figure out how to recycle that. Because in, thousands of years ago, when the Middle East became sand, they didn't have the technology we have today to understand it. Now, we only take one break through the whole show, and we're going to do it right mm-hmm. now, and we're going to okay. come back and, and, and talk about the recycling of body water loss living with the water vapor, but Earth is doing it too, all on its own as an organism. We'll be right back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, to supplement the problems of complaints of eyes. With just tissue culture grade of water, with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Stoner. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. 
That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Stoner, before the uh, moment of our sponsor, we were talking about California recycling and We've, Singapore is recycling. They were dependent upon Malaysia for water for many years and having to pay for it and possible a conflict maybe someday in some political time of history where maybe they could cut off the water or say uh, pay more money or we want your territory. Um, Singapore decided to recycle all of it and they are now. And um, Orange County I've had the president of the Orange County um, director on here. He was on 60 Minutes, and I saw him. So he was kind enough to come on and share with us what Orange County learned to do and as a partnership with Singapore. But, what, doctor, what it is, is if you t- take and look at the symptoms of the human body leaving the mother's pocket of water, and it enters into the water vapor of the air, which is your primary way to stay alive. That's the organism of life of recycling. Your body water has every organ in your body behind that skin of water of, called the skin is, is supplemented by nature in the organ with water. And it supplies that during the time the mother's carrying the baby. All of those organs are supplying water for the organ to live. It's like the brain. 80 to 85% water, but the brain in the womb is connected to the eyes at the same second, the same moment. The surface of the eye is 99% water. If eyes begin to get over-evaporated to dehydration causing a vision complaint, a vision impairment, allergies, and more, all the way to blindness, and blindness is out of control. It's out of... It's every second and getting worse all over the world. So if the rest of the organs are operating in the body to supply each other with all that's necessary for the body to be able to survive, and it can't survive without one of those organs keeping up with the water. If the eyes are not receiving enough water, what does that do to the brain? The brain goes on overload to try to help out the supplement behind the eyes, water. What is stress? Um, the earth is doing it at the same time. The, evapor- the water vapor is the primary reason earth is here. The primary reason that wa- life is here is because of that water vapor. Recycling with the body in and out to live with the water vapor. So all the things we're talking about today for individualities to supplement is because of inventions, technology with mankind. They learned how to drink the water, not go over to the puddle and lick it up like other animals of life have done. And it, it learned how to drink out of a glass. Uh, it learned how to eat. Now, food and diet is a severe dehydration, evaporation process. If you're not eating the right foods per person, uh, it can cause it. And that's the other thing in nursing homes and, and the hospitals is the food they're eating. People may balk about, oh, I don't like the taste of that. But to slow that evaporation, they need to consider changing the individual diet. 
but Earth does that too. Earth tries to do that with the way it evolves around the solar system to live here in this universe we're in called Earth's place. Of how do we learn to live with the Earth and us to understand the vapor and the recycling of our bodies to be a healthier organism to live with all of that? This is something that's not educated. And you were saying earlier where uh, the lack of education is so important and how you took it upon yourself to notice things. And you did that in your primary years of early time when you were a young nurse uh, about noticing things about the patient that maybe it was overlooked. But uh, back to, um, in, uh, did you know uh, what started solving the problems of Ebola? Did you, doctor, have you ever heard? What no, they began? that's not uh, something I started following. No, no, uh, it was published out of London. They started mm-hmm. having them drink 1.2 gallons of water a day. Unconventionally well, I, I, began to work. Yeah, I can believe that's very important. The fevers are high with Ebola, and the fluid at least has to be replaced, if not more than that. So that makes perfect sense. And then they knew the medication. What can medication do to the body if you're already severely evaporating to dehydration? It causes it further. Yes, yes. Now there's another one I thought you'd enjoy looking up. Uh, drink more water as an approved health in elderly healthcare residents. It's out of London. And um, they've started a water club inside of these locations to get people to understand. And they had this one woman who was 88 years old, and, and they, they got her to finally, she struggled, but she started drinking water, and she was shocked how she could get out and go for walks. She felt like she was younger. Well, you and I both know why. If she was severely yep, evaporating to dehydration, yeah. and all it took was the secret of life, water. Yeah. So simple. And <laughs> just a, a little trick again, if there's caregivers out or people who work in long-term care facilities, uh, for some reason people are not as inclined to drink as much water as they should be, and and the medications we give people so dehydrate them and don't work as well if you're not properly hydrated, even if they don't dehydrate. But um, when I'm in showing my students how to provide care, you give two people are in a room and you ask each other one to remind the other one to drink, and they have a job now. They're caregiving for the other person in the other bed. They may not be able to give them the water physically. They may not be able to do it, but they can remind caregivers who come in the room, oh, that Mm -hmm. my my roommate hasn't had anything to drink for a couple hours, and where Mm -hmm. they may not think of it for themselves. So water then, fluid then becomes a vehicle for socialization. It isn't just the individual, but it can so easily be taken to a micro level of society, which is two elderly people in a room, but you don't have to just hand somebody a drink. You can make it part of the fabric of of a loving lifestyle, and I can't think of a better fluid to do that than water. Oh, it's the only fluid. It's like I said to the United Nations last year, I'm sorry, I can't participate. You're not making the priority of the focus in technology and 
science research, water, or we wouldn't be in the water crisis we are. And also, doctor, look at the lack of education. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, little children. Uh, whenever I've been helping uh, with a YMCA and different health fairs and things, I'll go in and, and, and I'll go be teaching eyes and, and other things. But the children just look at you startled, little ones, when the mother says, I told you to drink water and listen what she's saying. And the little one, it's the way I approach it to the kids, how important it is to them yeah. and what they're yeah. eating. It's so important. Sugar is a severe dehydrator. Mm. And people forget that fruits can have a lot of sugar in it to cause a severe dehydrator and uh, individuality. And, and a lot of it, doctor, is because our it, water vapor in our air has been changing through the billions of years. And it, and it does change. The climate change means that the water vapor in the air has been changing because all climate, all reaction to organism on the planet is because of that water vapor, that we don't have enough water sitting on the surface of the earth the way we did at one time. It's got to sit up there on the surface. It's got to recycle with the water vapor, and then the human body recycles with water vapor and the water on the surface of the earth. And fresh water is the primary uh, uh, recycling. But... Um, it sounds like your students then, your students, you can, how many students do you have? I have uh, 45 at a time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and, and these and children, that's where we need to go to, uh, more commonly, all of us, and I don't find enough time, is getting the children on our planet educated about water. I was a guest speaker, I bring it up all the time. I was a guest speaker in one of the schools in Upper New York, and uh, they brought him in. They were going to be studying water in their next uh, cycle of education. So one of the teachers knew about my background. She brought me in. They brought him into the auditorium, and it was a theatrical-type seating, uh, not on the, just flat on the floor. So I said, I don't want to be on the stage. I'll just take a mic, and I want two mics, though, so I can get the kids to ask questions. Doctor, you could have heard a pinfall. They let the assembly go longer. I missed my train. Nobody cared. Oh, boy. <laughs> and when they were all done, they wanted, the faculty let the assembly go longer because they could see that the children, were, the students were very involved. You could hear a pinfall. And their questions were fabulous. When I was all done, they stood up and gave, us a, gave me a cheering ovation. They were that fascinated. The kids of the world are waiting. They want to know what makes me tick, what makes them their operate, what makes me stressed, what makes me hungry, what makes me addicted, what makes me have symptoms of allergies and, and tooth decay and so on. Getting back to the roots of the alternative holistic medicines in China, they were always water was a pyramid at the top. I have to tell you a quick story, too. This one woman, one time I knew her, and I kept telling her she's from Finland, and she was in a nursing home, and and um, she didn't, oh, I don't want to drink it. I don't, never liked water. So one time when I was talking to her on the phone, I said, better, I'm going to bring, I'm going to put signs all over your room, room, drink water. She said, if you put a sign in my room, I'm tearing it down every time. 
Well, then her daughter came, uh, which is like my daughter too, and she said, Mother, you're going to drink water. You must. She said, yeah, I'm not going to do it. She said, you better drink water. And she had a little something, whatever it was, to tease her about it. So they got her kids to finally drink water. She came out of the symptoms she had, and she's living. They thought that she might not make it, and she's, she's fooled them for two years. And they make sure every time the family goes in that she's drinking. They look at her glass of water to make sure she's drinking it. And she's gotten to where it's, now she doesn't say that to me anymore. Yeah. Because she it's realized so what important. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so important. It is. Now, I bring on a Ph.D. who's a Chinese alternative medicine background, Qigong, Tai Chi, from China. And she was appointed by uh, President Clinton to bring that education into America. She has taught us, and I had not studied that until she taught me, when you go to drink water seriously, drink a full glass at a time. A full glass at a time. And you stop and think about it. Would you water your plants? You want it to absorb. If you just have a sip every once in a while, it's not going to absorb. You've got to get that water to absorb. So trying to drink it one for yourself and your family, drink it one full glass at a time. That way it'll absorb and the body gets a chance to make a decision. Now, would elderly people do that? I don't know. And there's the other one that we often think about. I'm sure you have had it brought to your attention. Well, I have to go to the bathroom more and I don't want to bother them. Well, bother them. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's methods of delivering care that are proactive in terms of helping people going to the restroom called hourly rounding where staff know that patients are healthier and better with less problems if they're checked on every hour, mainly because going to the bathroom is a major source of falls. So people won't drink because they don't want to fall and then they're missing the point that they're in poor health and will fall because they're proper, they're not properly hydrated. So it's a vicious dizzy. circle that needs constant attention by mm-hmm. um, people who are using evidence-based practice in their care. Right. Right. Now, you brought up something I should bring up again, uh, diuretic uh, medication. I yes. have a friend who is in the healthcare field for many, many years, managed health uh, retirement centers, nursing homes, and so on. Our mother wasn't doing well in Virginia, and they didn't think she was going to live. So she goes back to Virginia. First thing she does is look at the chart. Look at her mother first, and she could see she was severely dehydrated. She looked at the charts, and she said, I don't want my mother on any more diuretics for a while. I want to see, and um, I want to, to get her to start hydrating, and I don't want her to lose it. They listened to her because they didn't have much choice because the mother was in such bad condition. And lo and behold, the mother lived for years to come, and all because of those diuretics. They did not. They took her off the diuretics. Yes, people, um, and this could go, so this is Chinese New Year. If you want a Chinese New Year's resolution, you're going to drink more water. Hopefully your listeners will do it. <laughs> the next thing that they could do is start a resolution about their medications. I see this all the time with my friends and then patients as well. A person will get put on a medication and they're 
as their condition changes, they're never re-evaluated to take it off. Her mother may have had a period of time where she was retaining water, and that medication was very important, but that condition resolved, but the medication kept being given. And if somebody had been weighing her to see that she was losing Mm -hmm. a lot of body weight for no explainable Mm -hmm. reason, that diuretic Mm -hmm. could have been seen immediately as a culprit. And then we maybe should have the diuretics looked at. Now, I'm going to ask you, why do you think the body was retaining too much water? Well, not, not knowing about your friend, but the most common, most costly, um, uh, the most costly problem, healthcare problem we have in the United States is congestive heart failure, where the heart cannot pump adequately, therefore the kidneys do not receive the amount of fluid they need, and the body's off balance. So when the body's um, condition is such that it can't eliminate fluid and and retains way too much, then a diuretic is essential to life. You know what we're finding even, out in research? That when your hands swell up, when your ankle swells up, when anything swells up and it looks like it's retaining too much water in that spot, it's because the organisms of the the organs of the body cannot get enough water to keep a balance. And the balance because you're not drinking enough water. Yes, I, I think so. If you give them if you a, have a diuretic, heart, then all of a yeah. sudden, all of those organs have to go on overload again, and they will. They'll go on overload, and then then there could be severe problems to the rest of the organs trying to keep up with the heart and the functioning of yeah. the brain. What is Alzheimer's? It does so, require more investigation in terms of exactly. do you have healthy kidneys and a healthy heart, and it isn't just a matter of go on this medication and stay on it forever. Many people who have congestive heart failure learn to titrate or adjust their diuretic to match uh, the condition of of how they're feeling each day. That's a self-care wellness activity is to learn how to manage these medications so that you take what you need, not too much and not too little. And people get very, very good at it. And people who have congestive heart failure who used to live just a year or two when I was first in us are living 10, 15 years now. And managing diuretics is a really important part, plus all the other medications they take for the rhythm changes in their heart. And look how many medications they're taking a day. It's just yeah, it can be very impressive. Yeah, it can be very impressive and very necessary for some. Yes, depends if they're getting enough water. I've always said to the medical groups in my in my studies, and I work with scientists all over the world that are very prominent people. They all agree if the person isn't drinking enough water and they're taking a medication, if their medication is going to it's going to it's going to backfire. It's not going to work, and it cause, could cause a severe dehydration. Yes, so or, or we have a minute left for why, you. What, yeah. what would you like why to take say medication? Yeah, why take medication that's not going to be effective if your exactly. kidneys don't have enough fluid going through them? Most medication is metabolized in the kidneys. Then you're not going to have the benefit of the medication that you're hoping for. It's just like whatever the, uh, it is you're taking. There you go, dealing with fire. Right now yeah. we're out of time. But what would you like to say to the uh-huh. audience? 
I just want to um, express my appreciation again for being on your show. It's been absolutely fascinating. I've enjoyed listening to um, the podcast from the previous episodes. And if you're a caregiver, the whole world thanks you for doing uh, a heroic job that isn't uh, necessarily acknowledged the way it should be. And take care of yourself. And that might be at least get enough water every day. Your well, life will be better for Thank you for it. joining us today on your vacation <laughs> and enjoy Maui and let's do this again sometime. Okay, very good. It's nice bye to bye talk now. with you and you be well. Bye. Uh-huh. Well, thank you for listening today. Embrace your life every moment and as we've been hearing, it's that special. It's all in the beginning of the planet Earth in the water. But embrace somebody else's uniqueness and their special moment. But Earth whispers, always take care of yourself to leave something for every somebody behind for all the children of the Earth to know. You took care of yourself. You cared. Thank you for listening. You have a nice day. And you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Oh,